0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: Welcome to the Shelter Footycast Live from the underground bunker studios at Backchat Studios. I'm Simon Beaumont, or I'm Simon Beaumont's dad, and Mark Redding is here with us today as well. Hello, Skeet. Hello,
0: Bowie. Good to have you in the hot seat. And, of course, our esteemed leader, Will Schofield, has gone to Europe. And, uh, look, I'm not sure whether it's going to be the greatest scoop of all time, Mm. uh, catching up with Daniel Ricciardo at the moment, or it's going to get donuts because uh, he's... Down in the dumps, but either way, it's an interesting time to be over there yeah. covering Formula 1.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing amazing bit, bit of work by Scully to get himself over for this. He'll, uh, I'll always be in great admiration of the way he's able to scam these things. We should mention the Southern River Band, too. The uh, they, I saw one of the greatest days of my life, Skeet, yep. Ravenswood Hotel, Australia Day, Southern River Band. Great day. That's one, one of
0: the greatest th- days of your life.
1: Yes, and Jeez. I've got four kids, and it probably comes in about... <laughs> About number two, I reckon, and you're a music man, so that's good. Yeah. Cool that
0: you you you. Be profoundly uh, music orientated And yes. you, you, you pretend that you're, you're a musician yourself At times, mm. so yeah, it's good
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do you, I, I do pretend uh, Get along and see the Southern River Band Callum, the fellas uh, from Thornley, they're amazing um, The format, if you haven't heard it before Or haven't seen it before Every Monday and Thursday A preview of what's to come Or a review of what's been on, on that round And we find ourselves, Skeet, in between the, In finals week, where we have a bit of a lull But plenty, plenty of um, celebrations And awards on in this period of time
0: Time. Absolutely. And by the way, yeah, if you'd like to get involved with uh, the footy cast, socials at Shelter Footy Cast. Uh, we've got footy cast at shelterbrewing.com.au. YouTube, back chat, uh, Shelter FootyCast playlist. Uh, you know, born and bred in Bustleton. I'm not great on social media, as uh, you <laughs> may know. Um, so that's where I leave Scoey to do all that stuff. But yeah, we always like the interaction. So yep. uh, you're right. Plenty, plenty of footy, but no footy, if you get my drift.
1: Yeah, I sure do. And Shelter? Drink it every day of your life Good drop Yeah, yeah it, it is
0: It's a massive drop it's And the boys do a great job And we uh, we are absolutely proud To be associated with them
1: Yeah so so big moment Of, of the in, in this in between this little lull um, Do you like Do you like the bye week I, I don't mind it But I'm Why I, well, I don't, well it gives me a chance To sort of Take family? a breath Reflect
0: <laughs> See <seemed> my <like> family <laughs> um, Do the weeding, Mow the lawn All of that sort of stuff Yeah see that's You, that's, you don't e- like it That's exactly what I want to do I don't yeah. want to have to be yeah. Asked by my wife To do stuff around the house That I'm not good at So yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of the, the mind that I reckon you have a, a bye I didn't mind it before the grand final last year in yep. Perth now I know that was COVID related to some degree but I think if you're going to give teams a rest give the two best teams of the year who've qualified and particularly for instance if there's a, a bout of concussion mm. uh, yes. th- they that player can get up or if there's an injury I'm more inclined to putting it before the grand final, as opposed to now, because it allows teams like the Bulldogs, who've scraped in um, when they've just made the finals, to get the luxury of having a week's break. So, no, I'm not a huge. I don't mind the bye, but yeah. not now.
1: And we should never forget why it came about, the Ross Line by We <laughs> yes. all remember those days, you know, the tanking and the and the issues with with trying to go into you know with, with your best team into into a final series. But also, it's uh, it's there for a reason. Um, I don't mind it. I know that a lot of players don't like it. I don't think Scully really likes it. I heard Luke Ryan um, say he doesn't really like it. So, but it might work in Freo's favour, right? Because, at the uh, moment, yeah, because yeah, of Fife, yeah.
0: Be- because it's not just Fife, but Taberna, yep. um, With Lob, with Griffin, Loke, it's probably opportunistic for them. But in terms of, I think footballers are like people in terms of work. They it, they're better in in, in mm. a groove and momentum. And Scully's, I think, sums up a lot of players' thoughts that you'd rather be playing than doing match sim.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know when it comes to well, my working life. I do like to have a holiday. I don't get much <laughs> momentum. I don't get much of, ahead of a head of steam up, Steve. Uh, it was the big moment of the round, wasn't it? Cam Rayner from the Brisbane Lions has been in ripping form and he misses the start of the finals. Yeah,
0: it was that tackle and that sling tackle which has become very much... It's, I actually feel sorry for those laying tackles now because you have to... The idea is to pin the arms because players are so adept at getting hand passed away. So pin the arms, but not... Uh, allow the player to go to ground and potentially, in the case of Ben Brown, hit his head on the, the cricket pitch area at the Gabba, which resulted in a bit of blood, uh, head injury, and Cam Rayner misses week one of the finals. So that's that's a big call, mm. no doubt. Uh, but uh, look, the Lions are just staggering into the final, So they could ill afford to lose him, but they have. Uh, and that's not the only issue with Brisbane this this last week or no, so.
1: No, that's that's right. And I listened to a little bit of Melbourne footy radio yesterday, Skeet, and there's more to come in the Dane Zorco abuse of uh, player Petty from from Melbourne, uh, in years at the three quarter time break, as people would have seen, but now some information is starting to come out about what was said to Dane Zorco in the first place. So mm. we know he was he was unhappy and fired up, wasn't he, Dane Zorco, the Brisbane skipper?
0: Yeah, look, there's talk that it might have been he who was a subject of some sledging with regards to female family members. So, look, I, I, this, the AFL's been really strange with this one because normally if it's a racial, if it's a, a religious vilification, this is uh, really put on the front page with regards to the AFL handing out fines, sanctions. Hasn't been the case with mm. the AFL. They've been pretty happy to see it just pushed to one side. Quickly, and yeah. worked on it quickly. So, it? you're right. There's The Zorko side of the, the discussion... We need to hear, because that doesn't give him an excuse or an out, but it certainly might give some clarification as to as to why he went down that path. Five-time
1: best and fairest, I think he is, at his own club, Zorco. He's the skipper and the leader. Uh, and I guess part of all of this is he, he probably needs to do better in, in heated situations. And Brizzy themselves and Chris Fagan themselves um, go into a final series after a couple of stutters. And, and I wonder if that is leadership, Skeet.
0: Yeah, look, you'd have to question whether he's the man to take them forward. He's obviously, as you said, been there for a little while. Uh, If Brisbane doesn't get past the first week of the finals, maybe they need to reset on that front anyway. So, look, Chris Lakers, I think, is a pretty good operator as a coach. He's a father figure. So, I think they'll address it internally well. But Dane Zorko, I think this is the second time from memory that he's had some uh, verbals with an opposition player. I think it might have been Brett Harvey towards the final siren going back many years ago. So, uh, but... Put it into context. If he has received something pretty personal prior to that, then maybe that's the reason why he went down that area. Any footy
1: coach that still uses a clipboard like Fagan does is a good is a good old. <laughs> you like coach. that? I do like that. I do like that. Um, see the bombers fly up, Skeet. Another another week of woes for <laughs> for the Dons. What um, what on earth is going on there? So so you know people leaving board. This this the way the Ben Rutten coaching issue was handled.
0: Yeah, well, I think once David Barum uh, intervened and and Paul Brasher had to step aside as chairman. He had to do this as, as a new chairman. had to basically get rid of uh, board members. Uh, Simon Madden, who's been on there for a while. Um, we know that Sean Melman's going to wind up their Head of finance. There's a, a range of, of people that and, and, and contributors. They're going to step down in the short term. Uh, the question mark, what does Sheeds do? He's still on the board. He's obviously a bit controversial. He's in town at the moment. So he's yeah. – uh, look, everyone loves Sheeds, but whether he's a, a board member – that um, should hold as much weight as he does is is a question. But yeah, they've got... The biggest call is who they're going to get for coach. And at this stage, they're saying they want an experienced coach, which narrows the field down mm. significantly, those that are available and those that would fit the Essendon mould. I it heard
1: is. I heard you and Scoey talking about this last week. And is it a uh, – will an assistant coach um, be regarded as having coaching experience? And if they're after an Essendon person, well, then Masheedy um, and Hurd's names get mentioned. But I guess Dean Solomon's probably in the mix as well, isn't he? You
0: have to be, wouldn't he? Yeah. Look, yeah. And James Hurd, that's the, that is the is the extraordinary name that's come out of this is there is a push, a strong push from those within the the Essendon inner circle for him to return as a coach. I think that's extraordinary but uh, I don't say he shouldn't get another chance, but I don't think Essendon is the, the place he should go back to. He's been at the Giants, helping out Mark McVeigh. I think Dean Solomon, he again doesn't have senior experience, yep. but he's been in the in the system for a long time. A bit like Adam Kingsley, yep. who has been appointed this week to yep. the Giants. So uh, the Bombers, what they do give us, they give us some um, the popcorn and we can sit back and watch them <laughs> disintegrate over the next uh, uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and hopefully, I mean, from their point of view, just find a coach that... Gives them gives them some momentum heading into the preseason. A little
1: a little memory and a stat for you, Skeet. Despite the peptide saga and all that went wrong with Essendon during the James Heard stewardship, he's always been the hologram in the MCG football museum. He's he's just stayed there despite his fall from grace. He's always been the hologram. There's a Warney hologram and a and a James Heard hologram. So I guess the footy community still regards him in a football sense as a for, as a former gun player and a and a half decent coach, no matter what happened.
0: Uh, let's talk West Coast and Fremantle, shall we? We shall. I you. That's the most mm. articulate uh, anyone sat in that seat for the last two, <laughs> three months has actually sounded. So it's, it's just a, a nice contrast to, to Scoey's bumbling and fumbling and coughing and burping yeah. And,
1: yeah. and the rest of it. And wearing a jacket as well, Scoey If you're uh, <laughs> and I won't. Uh, yeah, I'll keep the uh, profanities to a minimum because I know Mrs. Schofield will be watching. Uh, yes, the, this <laughs> all of this today. Not likely. Uh, West Coast and Frio. Let's go to Frio. Uh, on, I guess, on the back of the the uh, terrific news that uh, Andy Brayshaw has won the MVP um, and, and is an All-Australian selection as well. Um, Frio's best finish uh, for a number of years, Skeet.
0: Has been, and uh, they get to play the finals for the first time since 2015. There's a, a sense of disappointment, wasn't there, when they didn't get the top four finish. That was obviously out of their hands to a degree because mm. of, of Collingwood's win, because of Sydney's win, but I think they can give the first part of the finals a bit of a shake-up. And they've got the Western Bulldogs first up. Going back to Andy Brayshaw, isn't that a – I don't think there's anyone in footy that doesn't like a Brayshaw. They're, mm. they're just a yeah. very popular um, family in footy. And, and Andy's great. Ha- Hamish, who plays some footy over here. Um, I know you're, you're dealing with East Perth. You would have yep. come across him. Yeah. Really good fella. So, But for Andrew Brayshaw, just, Justin Lomia put uh, an interesting tweet last night just on, on social media saying, uh, you reap – what you sow, mm. and that's exactly what it has been for, for Andrew Brayshaw. So he's on the bench uh, for the All Australian mm. squad, which shows you just what, what how how good the depth is there. But yeah, he'll he'll go into the final series with a fair bit of confidence. Um, you know, what was their best win of the year? Was it was it Melbourne at the MCG to break their winning streak? Or was it beating the Cats down in Geelong, which we know how hard it is to win? That they're the two standout games, and they've been very good on the road. Hard to
1: separate, but I think the Melbourne game, and given the venue that it was at, uh, which one do you prefer?
0: Yeah, probably go the the Demons. I thought you know the Geelong victory was terrific. Mm. Uh, the Cats probably hadn't hit their their peak at that point. Yeah. So, uh, but to to bring Melbourne, and everyone at that stage was saying, well. They might go through the season undefeated. Well, what they have done is Melbourne has just had that little dip during the the middle back half of the year, and you can see the timing of it, Mm. their their form back to what they uh, were at the start of the season, outstanding. So well done to Brayshaw. Brayshaw. Uh, Cox, of course, Brennan Cox in the 44-man squad. So uh, four selections in the 22 under-22 22 with Brayshaw, Young, Clark, Sarong, all outstanding. And as you say, uh, Andy Brayshaw, the youngest player to win the MVP award since Nick Revolt in 2003.
1: And we should never forget that is that's a peer review. So that he's, he's voted in by yeah. his fellow players, which is a, an, a, an incredible achievement, isn't it? So, so you know... What is it? 18 clubs, squads of 42 or 44, and they've decided that he's the most valuable player of, of that very large cohort. So, so well done to him. Um, would does Nat Five play waffle footy this week? No, Mark.
0: No, he's not. No. He's been ruled out of that. But, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because when he came back from that uh, long term injury, uh, I think it was uh, three months ago. Now, when he played for, against Subiaco at Leederville, and big crowds were there, uh, it was. Considered that was important for him to get some footy. Now I think um, the mindset is give him some match simulation, a heavy training load between now and and Saturday week. And given his his form has been, it's been interesting. A nearly game against mm-hmm. the Giants. I think nine touches, lots of handballs since he's come back into the AFL. Not kicking as much. Yeah, but he's, uh, you know, I'm with Carl the other night, and he said he's no certainty to to keep his spot on the side. Seriously, he will be playing in that elimination final. You know it, I know it. Yeah, Joel um, Brownlow
1: medalist. You don't, you know, your skill doesn't go away. He sometimes does look to me uh, as as experienced as he is. He has looked this year. That he doesn't quite know where to play. He's not quite sure of his role, and I think he's mentioned that in a few post match interviews. He he occasionally looks a little bit lost, doesn't he? Yeah, that's
0: fair call because mm. I think he's always he's only known being a midfield beast, and now they've got the likes of, of Brody and Brayshaw and Mundy and Sarong. Uh, working through the middle, it, he probably, for whatever reason, doesn't fit that that grouping. And mm. so the obvious position for him to play now is forward, but we know his goal-kicking is a little bit iffy. Mm. His marking is elite, but, yeah, you're right. He just looks like a bloke that hasn't played a lot of footy for, for a while.
1: Will Schofield will always say that role players are important in any premiership, and he'll always talk up his own. You know, he, he played every single minute of the uh, 18 grand final. He would have told you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd saw it, yeah. Every, day, every time I see him, he <laughs> reminds me. Only the sixth West Coast Seagull in history to, to play all, all minutes in a in a final. How, how would
0: he come up with that amazing stat? He would have researched that he, to the end. To I the think group. he
1: researches himself pretty heavily. <laughs> on very good terms with <laughs> himself, Skeet, as we know. Hello, Scoey. Um How deep can Frio go, Skeet? Um, if, they, if they play their best footy, if they uh, are allowed to, or if they, they, they turn up, how deep can they go?
0: Well, bear in mind, if they beat the Bulldogs, they meet the loser of Geelong and Collingwood. I, I, I've said this all all season, and I know the flag mantle shirts have been um, tucked away for scoy for some time, but I've always thought if they could win one final, and at home, which they get the chance to do that, that would be... Big tick for me, yep. a- and obviously, if they could do that, go to the MCG and and be really competitive against Geelong or Collingwood, I still think that would be an outstanding season for Frio. Mm-hmm. That would be me. Maybe I'm being a bit of a killjoy, but I think that no. would be realistic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think oh, I think so. Given where they've come from, and I've mentioned it a few times, Skeet. The um, it's a young management group too. Yep, Bell, Garlic, Josh Carr, um, Jamie Graham. That the whole leadership. Cohort at Freo is, is a young group, and that, and they are a contemporary group, so they understand the modern game, I think. Uh, let's talk about West Coast. Um, worst season ever. Uh, I think previously when they won the Wooden Spoon, they won three games. Yes. Which included uh, a mid-season thrashing by Geelong of 135 points. Uh, I very remember ha- that game? Remember that game?
0: Because I was that was at Subi, wasn't it? Mm. I remember commentating the game for 6PR, and Mark Thompson, during the third or fourth quarter, Seriously, he started eating a hamburger. That's right, he did just started just <laughs> thinking, "Well, this game," and we just laugh. He was just chewing away. Now he's a bit different cat to Bomber Thompson, but that mm. showed you how bad West Coast were that year. But this season, yeah, it's been been ugly. And you're a, you're a West Coast sympathizer. It has been yes. ugly.
1: Yes, it has been ugly. It's been um, I've been listening to it on radio more than watching it because it breaks my heart a little bit. But it's a um, it's a I guess it's it's part game plan. We know there was a COVID issue as well in the middle of the season, and I've I've had COVID, and it takes you a long time, even at my level, before you can get to the end of the pool again. Yeah, so right. it does really knock your aerobic capacity around, and I think you could see, you know, when the teams were getting a run on that last a lot of lot of last quarter goals against against West Coast this year. So that's that's certainly a reason, but there's. <laughs> reasons and excuses um, they've got to sort that
0: out now don't they they do Uh, they've got the John Warsaw medal tomorrow night uh, and Tom Barris might have missed selection in the All-Australian final team in the 44 man score but he'll be winning the Mm. John Walsall medal you would expect he's had an outstanding season you think of guys like Tim Kelly Jack Redden uh, Shannon Hearn as well, I think will be a top five finisher or thereabouts. So uh, I was actually speaking to someone at the club uh, last weekend and they had to put together the video uh, highlights for for t- to tomorrow night. And uh, oh. you talking about tough years. That's, gonna yeah. be, it's, that's a tough job in itself to try and find. Remember the matches against Sydney and Richmond? It was ugly. Um, but off the back of that, we know that uh, the Eagles will send 10, 12, maybe even 14 players back to the waffle mm-hmm. to finish off the season. So they'll be looking at them. Uh, they'll have their exit meetings in the next, well, intermittently, I'd imagine, over the next uh, couple of weeks. They've got a lot to sort out. Will they go for Luke Jackson? Trevor Nisbet has suggested that might be the case. They they have got room. They've got an appetite. Is it done and dusted with Fremantle? I'm not sure. They've got some list decisions to make, given that only Josh Kennedy has announced his retirement. Mm. So they are going to cull some numbers. Uh, on the upside, they've got some young players who are coming through, which which I think... Towards the back end of this year was important to see from an Eagles perspective.
1: Exit interview, so I get an exit interview out of the chair when Scoey comes back.
0: Uh, no, you're just, an exit meeting. No, you see, so you're going to be, you know, be like a medi back. sub. No, the Medi <laughs> sub. You because what happens with you is when I go away for a break at the end of October, you will then probably slide back in and and uh, no, just a, a medi sub situation. <laughs>
1: Call your jets. Um, so Tom Barris to win the John Worsfold Medal, Andy Brayshaw to win the Doig Medal. You would think at Fremantle, wouldn't you?
0: You would think
1: Sean Darcy won it last year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: look, I think obviously Fremantle's far more competitive with the 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 year they've had. So, and and the voting system always also can be quite um, unique in in different clubs and yeah. how they how they judge what a player has done value wise. Um, but the good news for West Coast, just looking ahead briefly, Brady Hoff, uh, Rep Bazo, um, obviously Campbell Chesson comes back into into the mix. Bailey Williams showed a little bit. Callum Jamison, they're guys that I think you can – and obviously Dry Cully, who's the number one Mm. mid-season draft pick. So there's a bit there. They get a number two draft pick. They start to get some of these young guys rolling through. I think – I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm a bit uh, parochial. I think they can bounce back Mm. quicker than some think.
1: And that's a change of um, emphasis and approach by West Coast. They've always finished it – well, mostly finished in finals. Haven't used the draft – extensively they've always worked on their own system try to get local players as much as they can and work their system this has to be a change this time doesn't it got to go to the draft
0: absolutely and mm-hmm. I think they've, they've committed to that bear in mind Oscar Allen if he comes back all well, there's a lot of ifs if these players come back Elliot Yo, Dom Shee, Jay McGovern if they all come back healthy um, it, it's a reasonably decent core group of players so that's They're the big question mark for next year, but as for now, I think they just want to have a couple of beers, a couple of shelters, chill the jets, as they say, cool the jets, and just just – Put this year behind Because ever since The first practice match Against the Dockers Where they lost She They lost Yo, They lost Campbell Chesser It's been a disaster
1: Yeah And uh, Oscar Allen In all that too As well Really miss him this year Big shoes for him To step into next year In that uh, in that forward line Without Josh Kennedy um, Skeet uh, This is Mark Reddings I'm Simon Bowman I'm, I'm filling in for, for Will Schofield Who's uh, uh, having a European sojourn uh, At the moment uh, Let's talk All Australian um, It What I would say to kick off is it's hard to get in the All-Australian team because the competition itself is so even, Skeet. It's getting harder and harder um, as teams match each other on the field. Um, It's getting harder and harder to get in the team. um, And teams don't dominate, won't dominate the All-Australian. So a team that's on the top of the ladder, like Geelong, won't necessarily get five or six players in anymore, will they?
0: Difficult, yeah. And look, it's fascinating the way they put the teams down and... and Sometimes players aren't put in necessarily their position they've played in, but you've, I mean, for instance, with the forward line that includes Jeremy Cameron, Charlie Kurnow, uh, Tom Hawkins, it's you, know, you just got to fit them in somehow, don't you? So that that's always an issue. Um, I mean, the, the Daycost boys was a fascinating discussion. Josh named Nick. Um, could he have made the the forty four man squad? Um, possibly, but look, there's there's always a, an unlucky story um, with the All-Australian team, the finals. I think Rory Lev was an unlucky story from Adelaide. I thought yep. he had a really good season. Um, but, yeah, you look at that team. Tom Stewart missed six games of footy. Mm. He's in the back pocket. Yep. So you can put arguments to say, well, as good as he is, did he play enough footy? Mm. Um, Brayden Maynard uh, on the other side of Stephen May, no argument there. Jack Sinclair had a great year. Sam Taylor, of course. Uh, Swan Districts boy and Adam Sard from Carlton were really good. Took Miller, who of course tied with Clayton Oliver for uh, the MVP, um, they, they're side by side. Callum Mills had a terrific season. And what about this um, this setup of Crips? Lockie Neal and Max Gorn as your uh, your first ruck, so course. good Go leading that.
1: Yeah, so good is it? And and just very quickly back on the the Daycost name, uh, the Rising Star Award as well. They, and the Daycost boys have had a say in, in Collingwood's fortunes this year, haven't they? So and great to see the great Peter Daycost, the Macedonian marvel, in the room last night with his boy, and obviously obviously very very proud. But um, wouldn't it be good, Skeet, to, to choose an Australia a so the second All-Australian team, and they play each other at some point. But, uh
0: a bit like cricket, when they did that with the cricket. And, yeah. of course, everyone goes for the Australia <laughs> yeah. A team, which didn't work all that well. But once we play China or uh, New Zealand, or the United, this will be a really good side. I, I don't think we'll be getting beaten um, on that basis. One thing I did notice, you met, I think we mentioned De Koning before, is mm. it uh, Sam and Tom, um, I was in, in doing some radio work last night, but I did catch the work of um, the mother Yes. Of Yes, uh, of stand boys. out And so she, she was asked about when, you know, Carlton played Geelong and of course her two boys in action She goes, well, they asked how did, you, how did you cope with that? She said, well, I was in a bar in Bali getting smashed, essentially, getting drunk So um, she said she had a ball watching yeah, the two boys She was alive. a character
1: I, She was, and I think um, she's prob- she'd need to be a character I think he's one of ten, isn't he? Is that right? I think there's a heap of them yeah, so I think she's been busy, I think. Good Catholic uh, girl
0: maybe. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I will stand corrected on that, <laughs> that and as t- as, t- as Skoy would know. Have research right? is my thing.
0: Hey. Ten? Is that you've heard? They've got they ten said kids. Last
1: night, yeah, they in the interview they got. He had he said you got nine sibs. So whether it's a blended family or not, I'm not yeah, sure.
0: That could be the case. That's yeah. a big effort in in the modern society. <laughs> yeah. But that's a lot of uh, but a big effort a, in the modern society. <laughs> well, in I any how many girls and boys in that mix didn't yeah. didn't find that out? But no, I didn't find that. Might out. be might be a couple of marriages involved there, but Yeah, which, think, you might be a, which,
1: you know, okay and, with that. And, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes that does happen. Been married once again. Um, oh, once, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just, just on All-Australian, um, Tommy Be- – and again, to go to the back line. So um, Braden Maynard has made a late run, hasn't he, um, The uh, the Collingwood – um, Backman, and he's been pretty good as they've as their fortunes have improved, especially that run with all the all the wins um, that they got on. Um, is Tommy Barris a little unlucky to miss out? He was in the squad,
0: po- pro- possibly unlucky. But when you, I, I suppose the the factor which would have hurt him, and obviously the teams up the top with their defensive work get rewarded for that, and the Eagles leak goals. And even though he was good, I think that. May have just—it was always going to be tough for the Eagles, given the season they had to get a player in. So, uh, Tommy, terrific season. I don't think he'll take it with—he'll uh, take it with a grain of salt and move forward. Um, but yeah, I think—I suppose if anything, Fremantle could be a little bit miffed that um, they've got one of the best defensive units in the mm. competition. Yep. Um, and where's their All Australian defender? None. Mm. Yep. So. Oh look, Jack Owen, Glenn Jackovic and, and those guys on the, on the judging panel—it's it's a thankless role because every time you yes. put a team up, there's going to be bloke idiots like you and me who, <laughs> who want to pick it to pieces. Yeah, going to talk
1: about it afterwards for sure. Um, so uh, Tommy Barris, um, just on him—if he does—if he does do really well in the Warsaw medal, and we hope he does. Big year for Tom with um, the passing of his his father, who you and I both mm. knew and loved, and uh, and the birth of his. First uh, baby, first first kid, that's a, a really big 12 months for Tom and the family.
0: Yeah, he's a well-spoken young man. I, I wouldn't be surprised over the summer whether he takes over the captaincy. That's probably the next logical step. Uh, Luke Shuey, terrific bloke, great great family guy himself. And um, just wonder whether Luke, given his lack of ability to have continuity in his footy, whether, Tommy, this is your turn for, mm. for the next, for the transition. So that will play out over summer and uh you know I think Tom would make a, a terrific captain
1: yeah I think I think Tom got into medicine I think didn't he or, or was was on the on an academic pathway. did you know will Schofield has done half a law degree oh
0: yeah you to- told me that the other day half which a law completely degree. staggered me just yeah. just given our conversations and just watching him act in in general
1: <laughs> just being around him
0: <laughs> just being around, you would never pick him it's, it's not like that uh, you know that that, that brainy act that you think oh yeah. he looks like a bit of a a dodo, but yeah. he's actually quite smart.
1: A shambolic homeless person, but there he is. He's, <laughs> he's, he finished school and he went to uni a little bit. Um, uh, the Is it a portent of things to come where Brayshaw wins the MVP going into the Brownlow? So it's a, you know, the All Australian Selection Committee are people like Glenn Jakovic and people in the industry. The Brownlow is voted on by the umpires, and we don't always know what umpires are thinking, do we, Mark?
0: No, we don't. We know it's a midfielder's medal, so that's uh, a given. So put it this way it's not going to. Do his chance, even though the voting has obviously finished for the Brownlow, but whether whether that matches up with his peers and, and those who've watched him at close range. Um, look, we think it's going to be someone like a, an Oliver. I mean, Toot Miller, of course, in that mix as well, given yep. what he did uh, last night. I can't see even, to be honest with you, what the Brownlow for me is going to be fascinating to see when Josh Kennedy, for instance, kicked eight goals in his last game. Does he get three Brownlow votes? Because forwards, big forwards, Tommy Lynch did it quite often in the back end of the season. Of course, uh, Charlie Curnow won the the, um, the Coleman medal. medal. But do they get Brownlow votes? Probably not. They don't anymore, do they? It's just not-
1: it, is, it is a midfielder's medal, and Scoey will attest to that, um, um, given the complete lack of Brownlow votes he won in the latter stages of his career. But I, it, I, I wonder if... if so he went into favouritism, um, Andy Brachel went into favouritism with the Brownlow probably about a month ago, and then he dropped out again. Um, this might be a fan's myth or, or a commentator's mm-hmm. myth. Do, do the players that chat the umpires and back chat and are a bit sort of a bit mouthy on the field um, attract the ire of umpires and thereby not get Brownlow votes? Because Lockie Neal um, is proven that, ump- that umpires must like him if he's won a Brownlow, you would have thought. They obviously not like that. So previous winners obviously don't going to uh, chat the umpires. Um, I wonder about Clayton Oliver in that regard because he is a gun and he has a massive impact. But he's, Petrarca will take a few votes off him. You would have thought maybe Maxie as well. But the mouthy players still
0: get brownlow votes. Yeah, good question. Look, Lockie Neil, I think it just proves the umpires uh, like that sort of boy band look, like One Direction. Uh, that, that Lockie <laughs> looks like he's a Harry Styles type. You know that he, <laughs> he's got that sort of look about him, and he's such a you know butter wouldn't melt in my mouth type look. So mm. uh, well, Greg Williams won a brownlow, mm. and he. Obviously, wasn't uh, Mind going on the best the terms with the other umpires un- un- <laughs> either. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm just trying to think back. Yeah, generally, the the players that just get on with it. And and I asked Scully this question before, with and not just sledging, which we've just talked about previously, but also just talking to umpires. He said, "We don't have enough. The game is so quick nowadays. Yep, have a time to get your mouth guard out to go through the. Hole, unless you know the game has stopped. It's and now the descent, it is almost impossible to you know give the the good old fashioned spray. So, yeah. um But yeah, it's a good point. I think players that just get on with the game, generally, you can't help it as an umpire. I think you know, Beaumont, been quiet all day, done his job, got plenty of the footy, we'll give him three votes.
1: We'll talk about this next week as the Brownlow comes into focus, so we're a long way out now, but if if you were a gambling man, Mark, Mm. um, which you are, 3-2-1 in the Brownlow, just just, just as a speculator. Next week? Yeah, for next week in the Brownlow who goes three, two, and one? Who goes third, second, and first? Okay, next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, next week.
0: I'll have a think of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. I mean, midfielders just pick your poison, I suppose. Yeah. That's, that's the question. But yeah, be nice to see a change up, but it's unlikely. Yeah, that's too right. Um, some coaching changes, of course, which have come
1: through in the last uh, <laughs> uh, few days. It, it's been it's been talked about in Melbourne as as the coming home, the great coming home of Al Clarkson, Clarko, back to uh, the shin bonus.
0: It has been and. Look, there's a great buzz around and there's now players like Bradley Hill talked about he might uh, join his fourth AFL club, even here, Blake Akers, potentially wanting to to go and join Clarko. So there's going to be that um, destination club feel about North suddenly when you look at this, how they play. Their last outing, their final outing of the season, they were smashed by 67 points by the Gold Coast Suns. So I think it's really interesting because as good a coach as Clarko is... I still have my grave doubts that he's going to be able to in the first two or three years get them firing. I mean, mm-hmm. you still you, you can only make do with what you've got on your list, and I they've got some decent young players, but gee, they're a long way off the pace. Yeah, I mean, the first thing he'll try to get
1: back is that famed shinbone spirit, isn't it? Play with intent, yep. play with strength. He, he's a he's a tough nut. Um, he, he brings respect. Uh, Cl- yeah, and Clarko teams bring bring their A-game most weeks, don't they?
0: They do. That being said, back into the Hawthorne time, he was, you know, with a club and with a list that was as losing experienced players. And, yeah, they were getting touched up regularly as well. So, look, it's that that's the watch over the summer Clarks and... And now, of course, the Giants have picked up Adam Kingsley, who had a really good uh, assistant case's been around the the talk of, of having a senior job for the best part of a decade, but Richmond was where he did his best work, so congratulations to him uh, he 's got an interesting job at the Giants because they 've got some real talent there, but they might be losing Hopper, they might be losing Taranto, they might be yeah, the salary cap always seems to be an issue, and, and players are always feeling, if they're Victorian-based, always looking to get home, it seems. So hopefully he can get the job done. And, of course, the Bombers, as we've talked about, is the is the the big question mark heading into the post-season. Or maybe they'll get it done before um, grand final day. Can you
1: believe that GWS played in a grand final just two years ago? That seems a long, long time ago, doesn't
0: it? It does. Um, yeah, and they, they got absolutely smacked. In. They yeah. played their grand final the week before Spificated. against Hollywood. Yeah, yeah they got belted. So... Mm. Hey, look, to be fair, we knocked the Giants, but two clubs that, I guess, parallels you can draw, the Gold Coast Suns and the Giants. The Giants have played finals footy, a bit of it. Yep. And the Gold Coast Suns, with Isaac Rankin deciding to to walk, request to trade to Adelaide, means they again are in a spot of bother. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, the Giants have done pretty well, considering where they are. I know they had a lot of financial benefits, but just compared to the Gold Coast Suns, they've, they're bounds ahead. Let's look at the AFLW
1: season, ski A number of new teams coming in. It's now an 18-club season, so the Hawks come in, the Bombers, Swans and Port. Um, so it, the AFL put a lot of resources and a lot of money into AFLW. And I, you know, as the, as the um, manager of three girls in my – you know, mm-hmm. I've got three daughters and I want – them and their mates to have an opportunity to, to play to play women's footy and to love women's footy like as much as you and I do, um, but the AFL resource this really heavily, don't they? They do,
0: and they've had to because they're starting from a so sort of low base. I mean, in 10, 15 years, as you say, there'll be girls that have grown up playing footy from five or six years of age, but that hasn't always been the case, as we know, primarily because the opportunities weren't there. So, yeah, look, it, it is hard when you watch a game of AFL footy and then. AFLW because of the 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 background of what guys have had compared to some of the women, and so you just have to show patience with this, and, and I think we're going to need that with eighteen teams because the, the, the standard cannot simply go up with nope. an extra. Group of teams in there. No, that's right. So that's that's going to make it difficult. But look, they what they've done with the scheduling of the season. I think is really smart. Uh, of course, this weekend it kicks off. The Dockers head up to Brisbane to take on the Lions, which is always a tough task. Um, and it all begins. Tonight, Collingwood-Carlton, I think it is, yeah. So isn't that funny? Two teams that yeah. uh, went toe-to-toe at the MCG and uh, the feelings between those two clubs. So they get it started. El- Adelaide and Melbourne with an early season grand final rematch is terrific. Um, and Essendon and Hawthorne, the popularity of those mm. two clubs means that that game's had to be shifted to Marvel Stadium. So that on that basis, it, it, there's exciting times ahead. The standard is always going to be questioned until... More professionalism comes in. Of course, they're getting paid more money, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's definite signs of improvement there. I, I think the AFL is needs to get credit for, for persevering and, and pushing. Now it's up to the clubs to develop this talent and try and source the talent. And hopefully we get a, a really competitive AFLW season. And from a West Coast point of view, yeah. a couple it, of victories would be nice. Yeah, it would be. Between the men's team, the women's team and the reserves. <laughs>
1: it's been a very, very long 12 months. Uh, the Waffle team as well, yeah. Uh, season number seven for AFLW, I'm with you. Stick with it. Um, the the uh, professionalism and the, and the athleticism will improve. If you look at women's cricket versus men's cricket at the elite end, um, you know, we've got the best women's cricket team in the world. Yep. We've got the best women's competition in the world in the WBBL. Uh, it can happen. And, you know, you don't have to look at Meg Lanning and, and, and the – caliber of the Australian Alyssa Healy literary, it will happen that the, the disparity will be
0: reduced one thing I do notice when I go and either call or watch uh, AFLW they're lunatics they tackle as ferociously as, as frantically as, and they hit hard and sometimes to the detriment of their own bodies because they just you think no 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 footy smarts here no they'll just go at the man or go at the woman should I say and it'll be it'll be carnage because they are so fearless yep yeah, get to it. Unlike
1: it'll, us, it all it starts
0: <laughs> it all starts tonight.
1: Um, waffle coaching. A little bit of movement this uh, this week. Jeremy Barnard from my beloved uh, Royals, yeah. who is regarded, uh, you know, through the um, the the peak back in the day, Skeet around the early two thousands. That those great East Perth teams, and he was he was brought back into the club to engender that feeling and that spirit again. Uh, Ripper bloke. Um, good coach, but it hasn't worked out, and I've heard Dean Turner uh, talk about this on radio during the week, that it's um it just didn't work for whatever reason, Jeremy Barnard, and the Royals part ways. They do, uh,
0: currently sitting in seventh position. They've had some good wins this year, including uh, a victory over Claremont, uh, but no finals in his four seasons, uh, and Barney, I mean, let's be honest, their, their list wasn't great, and it didn't help when uh, Seb Queck got taken by the Dockers in the mid-season draft. Mm -hmm. So, look, no huge surprise there. Dean Turner said to us on radio last night that it was probably one of the hardest decisions he's had to make, but given Jeremy's great contribution to East Perth, so hopefully there's a a role for Barney in footy somewhere. Ross McQueen, who's Mm -hmm. a very established uh, junior uh, coach, gets the opportunity for two games. So six wins, ten losses for them. And then I'm commentating Perth versus the Eagles, my team, the Demons, on the weekend – And Gary Moss gets a victory over the Eagles, and then the same day, he finds out that he's going to have to reapply for the job at the end of the season. One of the
1: all-time great footy blokes, Gary Moss. Yeah. Played at Hawthorne. I think eight games at Hawthorne. But not
0: one of the great all-time footy calls, because why make a guy, why ask him if he wants to apply again for a job? Just sack him. Yeah. Just sack him. I mean, I'm a Perth man. But to me... Move on. Don't say, well, you can apply again. It's, it's a bit like the Justin Langer, you know, have six months and mm. then, then we'll – I mean, that to me, East Perth did it. So, so as a Perth supporter, you're feeling a bit unhappy, a bit, a
1: bit oh, bad taste
0: in your mouth over a, it? A little bit. Just that, that element. Look, I understand. You need results. and No yep. one knows that more than us since 1977, no mm. flag. And the waffle competition needs a strong Perth team. I know that sounds a bit insular, but that's. I think the competition is better if East Perth – well followed and Perth with a big latent group of supporters can find a way to get success. Stevie Armstrong speaking of the Perth DNA. He gets yep. a chance for the next uh, couple of games to be coach, but guys like Peter Sumich, Peter German, all being thrown up as possibilities to come back and, and coach coach. And we know that, that Barra is, in all seriousness, is most likely going to be the next president. So is that right? He's got a huge task on his hand if he yeah. does step into that position. You um, know, Bronte has done it for a long time at East Perth with mm. um, you know, and he, and Bronte and what what Barra probably doesn't does and doesn't know, is, is how much work and how much yep. stuff involved with being the president. It's a thankless role yes. and even harder at a club that is not having success.
1: Great football person, um, Barron, no doubt about it. But what um, the good presidents do is they bring in um, the, uh, money into the club, uh, they bring in sponsors, and that's their, that's their network, isn't it? And that's what Bronte Housen has always done uh, at East Frio. Um, great can bar at... Um, Great
0: can full of shelters. At Lath Lane? yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, Freezing cold. I think it's called it a pig bar or something. But, mate, it's – and you talk <laughs> about <big> – <laughs> Well, it's just – it's it's feral, and I loved it when I've had the chance to go there. Yeah. Um, and you, you tend to give some advice to the umpires – the players, it's just, and you've just sit, sitting there. You have five or six, and before you know it, you you're you walking around like Wayne Carey, but you're actually <laughs> you're just a stupid old old football supporter. But uh, and of course, we don't advocate sledging uh, players or umpires because no. stop umpire abuse and we, yeah. and
1: drink responsibly. But
0: it's it's a bit of that bit of that tribal nature which we love with footy. So East Perth and Perth, both are going to finish outside the finals, both looking for new coaches. Um, so, end of the day, we need to hopefully get a good final series at Lead of a Grand Final. Uh, bring it on.
1: A couple of debate questions for you and I to have a look at some of the issues floating around in, in footy at the moment. Um, Geelong Collingwood should have been played down on the on the windswept banks of Corio Bay down at uh, uh, Scoey's old... Patch Geelong.
0: Is this the pardon the interruption part of the uh, the, the the shelter footycast? Uh, I don't know how we're going to uh, blow on this one, but really, I mean Geelong it has to be at the G. I mean, irrespective of you say that Geelong have got the what the home ground advantage earned by finishing top. Is that you trying to put that as an argument?
1: Right, look, I reckon when when it happened last time, when Frio were forced to go down there, and Andrew and Frio won, um, you you remember the year better than me, and that was an Andrew Demetrio call, one of one of the worst calls. One of the worst calls ever made. And I'm I'm was fully that Basil
0: of, or was it by the the AFL you been
1: by the AFL? No, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I no no played at the G play play at the G every day of the week. Skip yeah, I mean to be honest with you. But, Fre- but Fre- people
0: are asking, aren't they? Yeah, in well, the footy world, female head seven supporters back in 2013 go down to Geelong, whereas, it, man, it's going to be 95,000. I mean, yeah. if it can match what we saw with Carlton and Collingwood, which it probably will for the, that qualifying final, it's a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I don't think we're blowing too much on this one. I think the MCG Geelong-Collingwood qualifying final is done. Uh,
1: so let's let's see where you and I sit if we're on opposing sides of, of this. Essendon's um, uh, brand... Over the last month, has been tarnished and has been tainted. Um, there issue, their issues, the ha- way handled Ben Rutten and the possible inclusion of Alistair Clarkson into into their coaching mix. Uh, their board walking left, right, and centre. Great footy names like Madden walking off the board. Um, I reckon they need intervention from the AFL. They can't do this on their own because if you know they're a massive club with a huge membership support, they need the AFL to uh, hold their hand a bit at the moment.
2: Yeah,
0: well, I tend to disagree with you here, by because. If Carlton, which was going through a similar situation last year, remember David Teague and and going through... It was embarrassing the way he was uh, paraded before the media and it was just embarrassing how he departed the club. Brian Cook came in. They may have had behind the scenes some cajoling from the AFL, but by and large, they're big boys. They made their own bed, Essendon, and they need to... You know, they're a big, powerful club. Intervention? No, not. don't think so. I mean, North Melbourne, priority pick? Perhaps... Eston, no, I think they've they've got enough resources to get this right. Enough good footy people at the club that I'm sure the AFL will be, will be keeping a close eye on how they go about things. But no, nah, they'll be. But how how are they going, Skeet? You
1: I mean, they've come out of the peptides saga, which was a, a debacle. Um, um, one of their blokes loses his Brownlow. low. Yep. Um, they they then stagger through this weird succession thing with with Worsfold and Rutten, um, and and they st- they still no better off. Surely Gil can just ring
0: a couple of them. And say, would you let's let's at least have a cup of coffee on this, and do what? I mean, and they, all seriousness, what, what what do they change? They've already got the change of chairman. They've got board members. Uh, well, they'll probably shrink that board because I think it's by all accounts too large. The coterie groups at the Bombers apparently very much involved in areas outside their domain. The footy department. There's been issues with uh, Josh Marnie and. Um, Staff members there, so I'm not sure. The I guess my I guess my point is
1: in terms of some philosophical help or guidance. Whatever Essendon have been doing in the last ten years hasn't hasn't been working on the field or off the field.
0: Okay, no, well that's that may happen, but I would suggest that uh, the AFL will keep its 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 distance on that one, but have a have a look and, and the bombers. They're big boys. Put your big boy pants on and, and make the decisions.
1: All right. Now, how does Andy Brayshaw win an MVP, as voted <laughs> by his peers, but, get he, but he gets named on the bench, Skeet. Uh well, why, isn't he on, why isn't he at the first bounce in the middle?
0: Okay. Well, if we have a look at the All-Australian team, I think I mentioned Cripps and Lockie Neal. Does mm. he go ahead of those two mids underneath Maxi Gawn. All I'm saying is, it's such. There's so many quality mids in the AFL that, despite what is most valuable player, doesn't mean you're the best player in that sense. Mm-hmm. You you tend to you think that if he's most valuable player, he should be in the starting side for All Australian.
1: Well, it, it I guess it's part of the All Australian selection process. So who goes out? Does Cripps go onto the bench or does Lockie Neal go onto the bench? Um, but I guess the whole it's the controversy of All Australian has always been about. Um, fitting those players So I think Nick he has been on the bench previously Hasn't he And other, other players like that So uh, if you were serious about it And it was the first bounce And you were playing China um, I, I would I'd have, If he wasn't on the bench I'd have him on the ground In the first three minutes Andy Brayshaw
0: Speaking of China I, No seriously i commentated gymnastics At the 2012 London Olympics And I did trampolining yeah, and With Liz Chekhovich hmm. And do you know who Won the gold medal That day And I, I was His name Was Dong Dong <laughs> and I, it was Dong Dong. Can you, dong, you check research? team, dong, can you please check that? Dong Fact Dong check. wins gold, gold. I said it was like, <laughs> so anyway, China, good luck to them if they end up playing this team because I'll get absolutely spifflicated by uh, Maxi Gordon co. We
1: talked about um, Andy Brayshaw's chances in the Brownlow. Um, th- and again, we'll talk about this next week. But this notion of being the most valuable player in the All Australian team, um, I-, I guess we'll always argue about it and it's still pretty good fun. Uh, most of the All-Australian selections were right, weren't
0: they? I think so. I mean, there's, there's arguments for everyone. I thought Rory Laird, a bit unlucky. But again, you still have to find someone to, to displace. Tom Stewart missed a bunch of games because of suspension. Could that have been uh, a little cross against his name? Clearly, the, the judges thought not. It, you know what? What it does is it fills up the space this week of discussions with All-Australians, with most valuable players. With the coaching setup, which obviously isn't part of the schedule, but certainly fits in with um, filling media centimetres at the moment, um, clear air for the AFLW start as well. Yeah, which Skeet. is that's great. important. Isn't it is it? important, yeah, yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. So, um, I think the AFL, despite my reluctance in having a buy this weekend, this is the way they're doing it. They're going to roll out uh, with the Coleman Medal, and there'll be a couple others between now and when we finally get our teeth into to next week's footy can't believe you brought up that dong-dong thing. Well, it's true. No, I'm not having a go at uh, the Chinese anyway because they were just outstanding gymnasts. And... uh and Liz Chekovich was terrific to work with. But uh, it Works tra- at the whack of these things Does indeed. Yeah. Um, and trampolining. Qual- quality person. Underestimated sport. Um, yeah. You should try it one day. <laughs> 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 I
1: will. Just what I need, a new sport at my time of life. <laughs> um, thanks to uh, Liquor Barons. you have got something new this week on the Shelter Footy Cast from the, the underground bunker uh, under the West Australian Desert. Uh, with the Liquor Barons question of the week, let's take a, a listen to Luke who spoke with our friend, our mate, Will Schofield, earlier in the week.
2: It's time for the Liquor Barons Question of the Week. That's right. Here on the Shelter Footycast today, we've got Luke from Wembley Downs Liquor Barons where they always look after the locals and the best place to get your shelter beer. G'day, Luke. First things first, mate. Which shelter beer is your favourite at the moment? Mate, it's got to be the Summer Sour. Okay. Um, Yeah, mid-strength, so you can drink more of it. And uh, it's pretty crushable. <laughs> yes, yeah, mid strength and you can drink more. I know. Um, Dan, our producer here, he loves doing the sours. Very good. Now, let's get to the question of the week. What have you got me got for me for the Liquor Baron's question of the week, Luke? Mate, I want to take you. Uh, you want you to take off your uh, West Coast hat for just a second. Okay. Uh, do, do you think um, the uh, block on Maynard was a free kick? So, you are suggesting that there was a block on Brayden Maynard in the 2018 <laughs> grand final? Is that what you're saying, Luke? I'd have to be suggesting it because it wasn't paid. Okay. I'll run you through this very quickly. So, this is the moment, right? This is the McGovern to Vardy to Ryan to Sheed. Everyone knows it. But the Sheed part of the moment, uh, look, I, I, I don't even need to take my West Coast on for this. I need to keep it on. Uh, DomSheed was blocked uh, by Willy Rioli. He blocked <laughs> Braden Maynard. The umpire didn't pay that. He then played on, didn't call that. And Dom Sheeds never kicked a goal like that in his life. He may have had his eyes closed and he sunk the Collingwood Magpies. I'm sorry, Luke. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. So so was I, mate. I had the same game multi-riding on that. He cost me. <laughs> I, I, he, funnily enough, he popped in the store the other day and I was, uh, I was this close to saying I forgive you. <laughs> but you, do, you be, still don't do. You? you boys are a chance this year, though, Collingwood. Oh mate, we're uh, we're we, we're falling over the line, but uh, I'll take it. It's a, it's a good ride. Very good, mate. Thanks for chatting to us. That's Luke from Wembley Downs Liquor Barons, mate. Good luck in finals. Go the Pies. Yeah, yeah
1: good on you, Scully. Yeah. Nice work. Yes, independent liquor stores, Liquor Barons. Yeah, and my local, of- my local Liquor Barons, which is in Duncraig, Um, Liquor store of the year Last year Really Outstanding Hello hello to the fellas I I might pop in there Every now and then Mark
0: Just (laughs) give myself A couple of shelters Wet the whistle And Thanks to Scoey as well Who uh, That was recorded In a Belgian beer garden Only a couple of hours ago (laughs) So uh, uh, By the way We need your country Footy stories Keep your eyes Open over the weekend. i love to hear some of those yarns from the regions. Uh, socials at Shelter Footycast. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. And, of course, YouTube Backchat. chat, uh, Shelter Footycast playlist uh, links into the bio as well. So all our socials covered there. Uh, I have to say, with SCOE overseas, Bowie,
1: nice work. Thank you very much, Skeet. Um, listen to Southern River Band, drink some shelters, and listen to us and watch us.
0: Catch you Monday.